This is the week where Texas A&M starting quarterback Connor Wigman officially breaks onto the scene. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Connor Wigman has had a really good season thus far. Even in the loss to Miami, I think everybody left that game saying, wow, Connor Wigman played a really good football game. So, you know, and it, I try not to get too into to public, you know, what is people's views on, on, on players? And because it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you go out there and you play your game, you play ball. But people just, you know, not a lot of people are talking about Connor Wigman. All I keep hearing about is this the, the Penn State kid. And all, we, all we heard about was the Clemson kid, quarterbacks. I mean, um, you know, and not much have I heard about Connor Wigman. And Connor Wigman's numbers have been great. He's been better than a lot of good starting quarterbacks that have been around for a while now. And I think this is the week against Auburn, especially if the Aggies win this football game where Wigman really makes his statement and says, I'm here to stay. I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I'm one of the best quarterbacks in college football. You know, going into the year, and, and I'm going to run through some stats where he's at, you know, in, in the nation, where he's at in the SEC here in a minute. But going into the year, I was super confident in Connor Wigman. I thought he would break out. I, I think we all here, all of on the Locked On Aggies family, thought, thought uh, Connor Wigman was going to break out this year. But, you know, I mean, he's still, he was a sophomore. He's a young guy. You don't know. You don't know what it's going to look like. The offense is fully his. Was he going to take advantage of it? Was he going to be a little timid? Was he not going to play well? And he has come out and played really good football three games into the season. The loss, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and put that lost Miami on him. It's not on him. The defense played pretty bad. And, you know, I think he scored enough points to beat a Power 5 team. So, you know, that one, I'm not going to put it on him. There's things you could have done better, of course. But, you know, I think that that one's not on him. And so this Auburn game is an opportunity now. But let's talk about this first. So, Wigman is 14th in football in passing yards. I should have written another number. I think it was like 906. And he's fourth in the SEC in passing yards. He's fourth in the SEC in passing efficiency. He's 12th in the nation in completions per game at 24.67, which is also third in the SEC. And he's third in the SEC in total offense. So you look at these, you look at these numbers and you say to yourselves, you know, wow. Um, and you, you look at you look at these numbers and you go, I mean, he's top of the SEC in most of these stats. The guys that are up there is, you know, Jaden Daniels is up there. I've seen KJ Jefferson up there, and then Jackson Dart of Ole Miss is up there in a few categories. So I mean, in most stats, Connor Wigman right now is a top five quarterback in the SEC. And I think he's got more to prove. I think he's got more, more to show. This is a real opportunity for him against Auburn. 
you go out against Auburn and you throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns, which, you know, I don't want to put unrealistic expectations on them, but I don't think those are unrealistic expectations. I think 350 yards and three touchdowns is going to be where he's at. Um, and, you know, I think that this just shows you how well he's been playing. And, I mean, and, you know, the other thing about Conor Wigman, I know I've talked about this before, but it's something I like to reiterate because it's such a big deal to me. But hearing the coaching staff and his his teammates talk about how good of a leader he is is a big deal to me. You know, your quarterback is supposed to be your guy. Your quarterback is your leader, is your guy that's vocal. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, one thing I, I've learned playing sports my whole life is you got your silent leaders. Sometimes your best player isn't always your vocal leader. I, and I and I think Connor Wigman's get turned into a bit of a vocal leader. He's out there and talking to his team and firing up the fellas. And I mean, that really excites me because I mean that's gonna help him out when it comes to playing in the league. That's gonna help him out when it comes to, you know, everything. Because you want a guy that can lead, you want a guy that's loved by his teammates, and that's what Connor Wigman is. Um, but this game against Auburn is a big opportunity. You know he's going to be out there the whole game. That was part of the problem against against you know Louisiana Monroe. who doesn't get to play the entire football game, which takes away yards. We're not here to stat pad, so which is you know we're not here to stat pad, which is fine. But I think that against Auburn, Connor Brigham's going to need to be sharp. I'm really happy that this Auburn game is at home, just because. And I also tell you one thing: we're going to talk about like how the SEC is wide open, which we talked a little bit about last week. But I said we need to see some more of these ball games. Um, but the way I look at this is he needs to fill up the stat sheet, but we, we talked about the balance yesterday on lockdown. I guess you need the balance, but Wigman needs to th- throw the football for a lot of yards and fill up the stat sheet. Auburn has a, a talented secondary. That's one of, if not their best position groups. So we need to do a good job of filling up the stat sheet on the ground through the air, having balance, which will open things up for Connor Wigman in the passing game. Um, but, you know, I think this game is an opportunity. Like I said, he's going to be out there the whole time. And I think you caught Auburn. This was going to say this. I got touched. I think you, you're catching Auburn at a good time. You know, I watched a lot of the, the tape from last week on Auburn's game. Peyton Thorne really struggled. You know, in the start of the year, they were doing this two quarterback thing where they put in a running quarterback. And um, and then last week, they really pretty much until they pulled Peyton Thorne because they were ahead so much, stuck to one quarterback mostly. And Peyton Thorne, aside from one bad mistake, looked solid. So I think I think that he is going to kind of figure it out, to be honest with you, just based off the tape. So I think the Aggies are catching Auburn at a good time, which is a good thing. And I'll tell you why. And we'll move on to this in the second segment a little bit too. But Auburn is a team. If they go create havoc and and beat some teams that are competing with, if they find a way to beat a LSU, find a way to beat a Bama, you know, beat um, beat Ole Miss, beat the teams that you're really fighting with in the SEC, and you're able to beat them the first week of SEC play, I think that's a big deal because you can kind of let them. You got the head to head on them, and you can let them go do do some work for you and beat some other SEC teams. So. I think you're catching an Auburn football team that is is going to end up being okay this year at a good time because I don't think they've fully figured out their identity and all that, you know, those terms yet. I think they have a lot to figure out, and I think you get to play them at home, and that's going to be a good thing for the Aggies. It's going to serve them well. But back to Connor Wigman, you know, I think that if he if he goes out there and, and throws for 354 yards and three touchdowns and, you know, carries it for 24 yards – 
And I think we're talking about this time next week how Connor Wiggins is a top three quarterback in the SEC. You know, some of these names, here's the deal. And I kind of said this, and everybody said I was crazy. Um, but I mean, let's talk about some names. KJ Jefferson's been fine, but I think Connor Wigman's been right there with him. Spencer Rattler's been fine, but I think same thing. I think that um Connor Wigman's right there with him. Will Rogers, eh. You know, I know that the no longer doing the air raid is hurting him a little bit, but Will Rogers, mm-hmm. Devin Leary at Kentucky, eh. You know, I mean, they've been fine. They haven't been great. And I think Connor Wigman's numbers are going to end up being better at the end of the season. Um, I think Jaden Daniels is going to be good. I think it's going to be tough to beat Jaden Daniels out. Um, and, I mean, is it Milton? You know, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like Connor Wigman has not played a game where you've left it going, oh, goodness. You know, Milrow over at Bama. I mean, yikes. I mean, see, this is what I'm saying. And I think this is a common theme as to why this season could be exciting, which is what we're going to get into two in segment two. So I don't want to spoil that fun topic. But um, I mean, like I said, Connor Wigman is doing well statistically in the nation, doing well statistically in the SEC, and I think he's still got a lot left to prove, and I don't think he's fully hit his stride yet. I think the SEC needs to be very, very scared for what this is going to look like when Connor Wigman truly gets hot. Because when Connor Wigman gets hot, I think he's going to be a top three quarterback in the SEC. And, you know, I fully stand behind that now. I think that you could – when this season ends, statistically, Wigman will be a top three quarterback in the SEC. And not just statistically, I think I test as well. So I want to see a big game from him this week because I want the I want the national media topics on Monday, on Sunday, on Tuesday, and Wednesday after this ball game to be, wow, Connor Wigman is really, really good. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. He just went and manhandled a really good Auburn team. Beat them pretty, you know, a, a pretty good Auburn team. Looked great. I think that is what I want to see uh, for for Connor Wigman against this Auburn football team. And those are the, the national headlines I'm going to want to see after this football game is over. So Texas A&M fans, locked on Aggies family, we have a dang good quarterback in Connor Wigman, and I cannot wait to see what the rest of the season holds for our sophomore gun slinger we're going to talk a little bit about how open the sec is how open the west is and why i'm starting to get a little bit excited again about this texas a&m football team coming up right here unlocked on aggies but first i want to tell you about our friends over at bird dogs Bird dogs are my favorite thing in the world and my favorite thing in the world to talk about. They are the most comfortable clothing in the world. I still don't have a shirt. My roommate has a shirt. I met somebody in the press box the other day that has a shirt. I need a bird dog shirt. They are comfortable. They feel great. They look great. And then the shorts, which I have plenty of pairs of, are the most comfortable things I own. I wear them pretty much every single day. Our dryer has been broken, so that has hindered my ability to wear them. But goodness, once they're washed, they will be worn just about every day. I love bird dogs. They are so comfortable. They're versatile. Anything that you want to do, whatever you want to do today, you can wear bird dogs doing it. I guarantee you that. I love bird dogs. They are the most comfortable clothing item I own. And it, I mean, I, I, I truly love telling people, hey, you got to give bird dogs a shot. 
you will not regret it. Best pants, best clothing in the world by far. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LockedOnCollege at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I feel a lot better about this Texas A&M football team, even after the loss to Miami, where we sit right now. And part of the reason why is something that brings me extreme pain to have to say, but I think the SEC is having a down year. As a SEC lover, um, an SEC homer, Seeing the struggles that the SEC has had this year does bring me pain, and I'm sure a a lot of y'all feel the same way. I know that many SEC fans feel the same way about the SEC in general. So I don't love seeing that. I love it when it's two SEC teams in the national championship in every sport. I mean, that is what I love to see. But the SEC is down this year. Tennessee, rough. Now, you could make the argument maybe Florida is just a little bit better than we thought, but then if you make that argument, it's like, well, they lost to Utah by a handful of points without Utah's starting quarterback. So I don't know if you can make that argument. I think Utah's a good football team to knock to the Utes, but I, you know that's just kind of where my head's at here. Um, you know, I, I mean, let's go through all of Texas A&M's SEC opponents and through what we've seen through three football games, and you know, say, how do we feel about it? Tennessee looked awful, and I am not happy with Tennessee. I had a couple of parlays that are um, very, I'm very upset with Tennessee. So they're they're not they're on my crap list right now, thanks to their performance on Saturday. But once again, that is beside the point. Tennessee did not look good. They did not play a good football game. I was very, very unimpressed with Tennessee. I was unimpressed with Joe Milton. I kind of, you know, I kind of talked about that this offseason. I think people are quick. Wow, he can throw the football really far. Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's awesome to throw the football far. That is really cool. That's like Happy Gilmore. You know, you can go to a football field and throw it further than people and 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 wins and hustle some people out of some money. But I'm um, all kidding aside on, on Joe Milton. I mean, he's just he was unimpressive to me. I still think he's going to put up fine numbers and he's going to be a fine quarterback in the SEC and he's going to be okay. But I tell you this, I'm a lot less concerned about heading to Knoxville than I was before this Florida game. Now, I mean, obviously the atmosphere is still intimidating. All of those little intangible details are still a little bit concerning. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I you know, I, at the end of the day, I'm a lot less concerned about heading to Knoxville than I was this offseason. It's just I'm not as, as concerned. Alabama, I mean, wow. I mean, what was that? Well, first of all, you play on the road at USF, which is weird in and of itself. But Buckner looked like he didn't know what was going on. And then you bring in the other one. Is it Simpson, Samson? You bring in him, and, I mean, he was a little bit better, but still. And then, you know, Coach Saban talks about on um, his press conference, you know, he talked about that they evaluated every everything they saw from the quarterbacks, and they're going to go with Milrow. So Milrow's the guy going forward, which I do think gives Alabama the best chance to win thanks to his you know, dual threat ability. But I'll tell you this. 
I mean, this Alabama, this, I, I've never seen this vulnerable of an Alabama football team. This is the most beatable Alabama football team I think I've potentially seen. You can argue in the Saban era. If anybody, you know, if there's if there's a team that's more beatable than this team in the Saban era, let me know. Um, but and you know what I think part of it has to do with quarterback turnover. Quarterback turnover is not a good thing. You look at Alabama, you know, you go from the Jalen Hurts to the Tua to the Mac Jones. Wow, that's all great. Eventually, and then to Bryce Young, eventually you're gonna get a quarterback just doesn't really pan out. You know what I mean? Same thing we've seen at um at Georgia. You know, you well, Stetson Bennett was great. And then Carson Beck. Now, Beck's been fine. I don't want to completely knock him. I think he did a good job, um, you know, coming back against South Carolina. But, you know, a quarterback turnover is a, is a big deal. And I think we're seeing that bite Alabama bad right now. So that's definitely a note I'm making. And that's why it's like when Connor Wigman moves on to the NFL, which I now am fully sold that he will be doing, I think, after his third season. You know, where do you go? And that's a big deal for Texas A&M. That's a conversation for another day. Um, but so Bama, I'm not scared to play Bama. And it's just a crazy thing you say. Normally, like, oh, goodness, we play Alabama. Not this year. Don't feel that way. I think the Aggies win this football game. I've gone from it's a toss-up, Texas A&M can win, to I think the Aggies are going to beat Alabama at home. I do. And then LSU, they looked rough against Florida State. They looked better against um, Mississippi State. You know, I, I was impressed with that. I think that they looked a lot better against Mississippi State on uh, Saturday. But then it's kind of like, or is Mississippi State just not good? You know, they lost, uh, you know, obviously tragically lost Coach Leach. There's a lot of question marks there that I'm kind of curious of. But um, so LSU, I mean, do I think they're more, are they, are they, the question is this, are they more beatable today? Than our preseason projections, and I think this is yes by a wide margin. Absolutely, yes, they are. Um, South Carolina, I think they did a good job holding their own against Georgia, but once again, I'm just not. I think they played the game of their life against Georgia and lost. So it's like I, I I'm not too scared of you uh, of South Carolina. Now, Ole Miss, I'll give them credit. I was a little bit wrong about Ole Miss. They've done well. They they had a bad half against Tulane. Um, did a good job coming back. They beat a Georgia Tech team. They, they come back and beat Tulane. So, um, you know, Ole Miss, I, I still think that the Aggies can win this game. I'm not super scared about this game, but it's definitely going to be a, a, a that's going to be an interesting football game. Mississippi State, bleh, I think the Aggies win that one big. Auburn, which we talked about, I mean, man, I think they could be good, but you're catching them at the right time. And then Arkansas, I mean, I, I, I Arkansas, same thing. You lose to BYU. It's like, I'm just not. I'm not super worried about the Arkansas game. I know, I know that one, the Auburn game, the Arkansas game are coming up, so we'll know these things soon. But my point is this. Games that we went into the season really concerned about, let's go, oh, there's the three games that are I wouldn't say are winnable and you got to find a way to win one. I think all those games are winnable. I think if Texas A&M hits their stride, figures out some of these defensive struggles, that they could really get hot and be one of the best teams in the SEC. And I don't even think that's a sunshine pump. I'm, I don't think that's a sunshine pump. I think that's just reality of where the conference sits right now. I really think the Aggies can could potentially win the SEC this year um, thanks to you know just what I've seen from other teams in the SEC right now. Um, so I'm definitely a little bit excited to see how this plays out. I, I'm anxious to see 
are the Aggies going to be able to take down some of these teams? I think they can beat Bama. I think they can beat Tennessee. And if you do that, I think the sky's the limit. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this all pans out for the Aggies this season. But the SEC is a lot more wide open than we previously thought. We're going to talk about some quotes from Coach Fisher, a quote from Auburn head coach Hugh Freeze, coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical is one of the most interesting and just genius companies I've seen in a long time. So they have two options for products. They have the Jace Case and Jace Daily. The Jace Case is a, is, is a case that comes with everything you could need. It's basically like a first aid kit, but it comes with antibiotics and everything you could potentially need in a disastrous situation. They made their company because of what we saw in the pandemic. And the Jace case, you know, you take it hunting, you take it fishing, you take it camping, you take it on a vacation, you take it anywhere that you might be liable to need some antibiotics or some other medicine, anything in that situation. Then Jace Daily, this is the, the one I have a story about, and, it, and it, it means a lot to me. So, you know, my grandparents um, who listen every day uh, because I have amazing grandparents, Gigi Papaw, love you all, um, they were in Ecuador for – a, um, they go every year and they they um, help kids in Ecuador. And they, you know, when COVID is was during COVID, when COVID happened, they were they couldn't get out of Ecuador and they were running out of their daily medicines that they take, you know, to to keep them healthy. And Jace Daily, what it does is it gives you a year supply of their um, of their medicines. And so, you know, you have your medicine in a situation like we saw during COVID, they would have had their medicine and been just fine. So, I mean, Jace, Jace Medical is a great, is a great, great service that is going to really help people in difficult times. You have got to go check them out. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Go check them out. I promise you will not regret it. Now I want to run through a few quotes from Coach Fisher, but I also want to talk about a quote from I was sent from the Locked On Auburn host, Zach Blackerby. Um, Coach Freeze was kind of giving a shout-out to the Texas A&M offense as a whole. Uh, Hugh Freeze was talking about how he respects Petrino, what Petrino does. He talked about how his, uh, how his offense is so hard to prepare for. He talked about how – you know, um, the ability to, to get the ball to receivers, to tight ends, to um, running backs, and Connor Wigman's ability to use his legs is going to make a real situation. And then, obviously, the amount of talent Texas A&M has is going to create real issues for the Auburn Tigers against Texas A&M. So it was cool to hear that quote from Coach Fisher. He's definitely, you know, got a lot of concerns for this ball game, And I th and I'm hopefully, as we all predict, Coach – um, Petrino's offense is going to give Coach Hugh Freeze's team fits all game long. Now, some quotes for from Coach Fisher that, that are exciting. This is the big one. This is the big one. Jimbo Fisher said that all of the Aggies that missed the time to injury versus Louisiana Monroe should be good to go on Saturday versus Auburn. That is exciting. That is a really that's a, that's great to hear. You know, I mean, here's the deal: playing without Foster and playing without Tariq Chappelle and playing without Evan Stewart is not 
exciting to me. Now, the one thing I don't know, and I didn't see a quote on him, I'll have to look, and, I, and I'll talk about this tomorrow, but is the status of Noah Thomas. I don't know if that quote applies to Noah Thomas. Um, I don't know if he's going to be out there or not. I'm hoping he's out there because you need him. Um, you need him, and that is – you need him out there. So hopefully that that quote applies to him. I'll do some more digging on that and get back to y'all um, on, on this here soon. So – Coach Fisher then talked about Jake Johnson. Um, he talks about he's six six guy. He has versatility too. Those guys are um, those guys are open when they're covered, which is a great point. And then he said this, which is a thing we talked about I think last week. But we had eight catches between the tight ends. Those are big bodies making plays. I I, I like to see the tight ends getting involved. I think that's a way that you can take advantage of, of this Auburn football team is get the ball to your tight ends. So Jake Johnson I think needs to get the football a handful of times against the Auburn Tigers. Um, and then, so Coach Fisher said this about Connor Wigman. Connor Wigman looks like he belongs playing quarterback. He has great skills, but he's comfortable. The game makes sense to him. It's natural to him. I like hearing that because you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't want the game to be sped up for your quarterback. You want the game to be slow. You want to be able to sit in the pocket, read the defense, find your open, find your – your slots, find your open receivers, and get the football to them. So seeing the game slow, seeing it in front of you in slow motion is a big thing for a quarterback. So knowing that Coach Fisher believes that's the deal for Connor Wigman is definitely exciting to me. Um, and then Coach Fisher, this is about the defense. So defensively, I thought we played well, covered well, and tackled well. They made a couple of big plays early, but there were there was nothing wrong there. They made good, um, they made good throws. I think that. But I think that, you know, hearing that from the defense, I think that's a big deal. You want to hear Coach Fisher talking positively about the defense. Um, he did have good things to say about um, the defense. You know, like you said, that you, Louisiana Monroe made some good plays early in the game, but the defense held strong and played a good football game, won big, and now they're getting ready to rock and roll when the Auburn Tigers come to town for an epic clash that should be a lot of fun. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in every single day. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your day today, and we will see you tomorrow.